Good morning. Welcome to Earthmakers, spiritual care for real humans. My name is Josiah, and I am the grateful creator and host of this podcast. Good Wednesday morning to you. I'm thinking this day as I'm preparing for a day off from work about all of the assumptions and opinions I have and how attached to my assumptions and opinions I am and how obsessive I am about my attachments to my assumptions and opinions. In the recovery community, we call this uh, addiction. And as the great social activist, writer, and comedian Russell Brand says in his book, Recovery, all humans are addicts, really. Because we were designed to be free by God, or whatever you call your higher power. And yet, we allow things to disconnect us and block us from our freedom. We tie ourselves down to things. We bind ourselves to things. Interesting that the word religion comes from the Latin religionem, which means to be bound to something. Or to be tied down to something. Which means that all humans are <laughs> religious. In the most literal sense. Because we all tie ourselves to things, don't we? We all attach ourselves to things. We're all addicted to something. Now, those of us who struggle with the disease of addiction, like me, could be addicted to, you know, the typical drugs and alcohol, but there's also uh, sex, food, spending money, codependency. Those are also some common addictions for people who struggle with the disease of addiction, but outside of that even, if you pause for a moment and just reflect on the things that cause you the most anxiety and suffering, those are things that you don't only, aren't, those are not just things that you desire, excuse me, those are desires that you have become attached to. We can be real here at Earthmakers. This space was made for you to show up and be real. Be authentic. Be you. And as my hero, the great spiritual teacher, Reverend Fred Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood used to say, the greatest gift you can give the world is your most authentic self. Well, all of this opinion and assumption stuff is leading somewhere. I realize that a lot of my bondage, a lot of my being bound to something and tied down has had to do with what I believe and think and say about this higher power that I call and many call God. 
I was raised around certain opinions and assumptions and beliefs and attachments about this word, this person, this being, this spirit called God. And over the past few years in my recovery journey, I've been going through a deconstructive phase, I guess, or deconstructive season in which I am re-examining and re-evaluating my relationship to this thing, this entity that I call God. People ask me if I'm a Christian, and I say, uh, most days, I think, because I love Jesus and I will follow Jesus. I love Christian theology. I love the study of theology. Theology, of course, is just the study of God. On my best days, honestly, I'm just a theist. Just a theist. A theist is a person who believes that in order for their life to have meaning and value, there must be a God, and that God must desire relationship with the things that God has created. So Christians, Muslims, and Jewish folks, the uh, Semitic faiths, are built on theism. Relational. A relational God. So I'm a theist in my belief, but I am a non-theist in my spiritual practice. I practice Buddhism and Taoism, both Zen and Tibetan Buddhism. Buddhism, of course, and Taoism are not uh, religions. Buddhism is a practice and Taoism is a philosophy. But I still find myself tripping up over that word God. Flannery O'Connor, the great novelist from the South, once said that the South is not so much Christ-centered as it is Christ-haunted. What a beautiful line. When I think of my life, I think that my life is not so much God-centered some days as it is God-haunted. The word God, the person of God, just kind of hangs over everything. Many years ago when I was in seminary, I was introduced to the mystics within Christianity, the desert fathers and mothers and those like them. And one of the great Christian mystics was a man named Meister Eckhart. If you get a chance, look up Meister Eckhart. Fascinating German philosopher, theologian, and mystic. Meister Eckhart once prayed the infamous prayer. I pray, God, rid me of God. And of course, centuries would go by and people would misunderstand and disconnect from the original meaning of his prayer. 
But today I want us to go in to that space together that Meister Eckhart has created for us. So sit or lie down and take in a few deep breaths. As you breathe in and out, breathe out as if you're breathing out through a straw. Notice your body and your breathing. Slow down and just be in this moment. If it's hard for you to slow down, that's okay. Simply acknowledge within yourself silently that it is hard to slow down. And tell yourself it's okay for it to be hard today. Maybe it won't be hard tomorrow. As we sit and quietly breathe, I pray this prayer. And notice what sticks out to you. I pray, God, rid me of God. Amen. you can turn your attention back to the room unless you were driving of course then I hope that you were keeping your eyes on the road the whole time (laughs) God rid me of God I don't know what that holds for you today maybe you find that prayer offensive Maybe you don't understand its meaning. I believe when Meister Eckhart prayed that prayer that he was inviting God to rid him of all of his preconceptions and beliefs and ideas about who God is because when we limit God to our understanding, we create God in our own image. As I like to tell my patients at work, if your higher power is not greater than your understanding, then your higher power is you. My little brother once wrote a song for acoustic guitar called What is God? And the chorus simply repeated over and over again, What is God? What is God? I don't know. I join in those chorus of voices, in that chorus of voices today. I do not know what or who God is, but I do believe in the things of God. Peace that passes all understanding, unconditional, perfect love that casts out all fear, unending, amazing, unearned grace for all people. 
justice for the world, mercy for those who have been hurt and those who are the ones who hurt. Yes, I believe in all these things, all these qualities of God, but as the Buddhist teacher Karen May Zen Miller likes to say, these things do not require my belief. They require my practice. You may be struggling with whether or not you even believe in God, or maybe you're just an atheist and you just do not believe in God, and that's fine. So when you pray the prayer as an atheist, God rid me of God, you're praying that there would be no stumbling block to your atheism. And I get that. Maybe I'm too cowardly to be an atheist. I don't know. But when I pray the prayer, God rid me of God, I am asking the divine. I am asking my higher power, whatever it is, as Paul Tillich called it, the ground of all being. I am asking the ground of all being to rid me of all of my assumptions and beliefs and opinions about God because my assumptions and my belief and my opinions and my understanding of God have become my gods as opposed to allowing God in all of her reckless love and beauty to just be exactly who she is. As the lyricist and singer of the band Me Without You, Aaron Weiss likes to say, we found a better God, which we called Mom, and she took that quite well. What a beautiful God, what a beautiful God, what a beautiful God there must be. I hope so, Aaron. I hope so. But I just don't know. My invitation to you, dear listeners, is to rid yourself of the burden of opinion today. And to just show up and see what happens. And look for the peace, the love, the justice, the grace, and the mercy that we associate with God in all things, all beings, all people, all events, all actions. And be present with it. And practice the things that you believe are of God. Thank you. My prayer for you today is God rid me of God. God rid you of God. Take good care of you today in these uncertain times. And I'll see you tomorrow.